0: Heard this beat in my dream. All right, and welcome to episode nine of the State of Force Leadership Podcast, where we help emerging leaders develop transformational leadership principles. My name is Justin Brown, and I'm joined with my host, co-host, Marcus Williams. Marcus, happy Thanksgiving this week and and uh, happy Thanksgiving to your family. And Cheesecake supplies and everything going on in, in your neck of the woods.
1: Absolutely, man. Tis the season for the cheesecake bakers of the world. Just got one simmering in the oven right now, man. Just it's nothing better than a good old Thanksgiving rendition of your favorite pie in the cheesecake form. I'm telling you, man, it hits different. It hits different.
0: So what what do you have you know in the in the cheesecake realm for this Thanksgiving? I mean th- this is the Super Bowl of cheesecake opportunities here and and uh, what what do you you know flavor wise what are we working with?
1: It really is and and the big the big three flavors for me are pecan pie, mm. sweet potato pie, and then maple bacon. Mm. It is it's a game changer. Surprisingly, people don't like when you. I have a pumpkin spice cheesecake, but people tend to stick with the traditional pumpkin pie. But when you start throwing these other flavors, they're all about it.
0: Mm. Interesting. Man. We could dive into quite a bit there. And I'm still holding out. We're going to devote an entire episode to your, your process of how you develop this, this hobby, skill, artistry of, of cheesecake baking and and uh, how that, that got rolling. But uh, I'm excited for sure. We're, we're kicking off a, a series here uh, as we finish the year 2021. If you're a subscriber to our leadership newsletter, you, you kind of know what we're heading with this. Uh, we spent some time here wrapping up the, the, the year and, and pushing off into 2022, reflecting on uh, what we've just called the stay of the Course Five Principles of Leaders Who Last. Uh, they, they kind of originated back at the beginning of the year, I wrote a, a book, Stay the Course. Marcus was deeply involved in in the research process and and uh, kind of pushing this project forward. But we want to devote our, our last five episodes. We'll hit you with five before the end of the year. But we want to devote uh, our last five episodes to to kind of teasing out some of these thoughts that, that we've talked with leaders about in our leadership community here, and, and uh, definitely want to dive into some good dialogue. Um, so to kind of briefly overview them for for us, uh, Marcus. Uh, you know, the first principle we'll dive in today is, is that leaders. Who last, they start small. Uh, the second is they keep showing up. The third is they embrace change. The fourth is they play the long game. And, and the fifth is they live a higher standard. Um, but I really want to kick some good questions to you, get your insight from your your experience in leadership life um, around this idea of starting small. And one thing that came to mind for sure, your athletic background, you, you do a lot of, of fitness training and physical therapy and things like that. And, and uh, I want to tee it out for you because you've probably been approached many, many times by uh, folks who who mean well and they're they're fired up, but they're they want to to get some kind of hack, some kind of plan, some kind of secret uh, to to fitness and building fitness and things like that. and And uh, what have you found as you've interacted with leaders who are not just leaders, but people who who really want to find this secret hack to to becoming a physically fit human being?
1: Yeah, man. I think fitness and leadership. There's a lot of corollaries there, and I would say. Most of the time, probably ninety-nine percent of the time, when people come with some fitness ambitions, rehab goals, you name it, like they're coming thinking about where they're wanting to go. Very prominently, they have this vision, like this, this ideal future that they they can see it. You know, I'm on the beach, I got the six pack. You know, I got the short shorts. Everything is just skin tone, tan, glistening. Like they want it, and they want it right now, the next two days to bring this vision to to life, this realization. And, And what I have to do is always kind of bring them back to earth and say, look, like the plan, the perfect plan, everyone wants to spend all this time making this perfect plan. And in the back of their minds, they think the plan is going to expedite the process. But really all the plan does, it just lays out the process. It's going to ensure you the results, but it doesn't do anything to the, the timeliness of when you'll see those results. That all, that all comes with the time and the consistency. And I think that's what we're getting at here with leadership. It's like to start small means to just execute the plan however the plan is laid out. And all plans have a, start, a starting point and an ending point. But you have to start at the beginning.
0: And you know, the truth is, and as we get into this, we're, we're looking at it from the context of personal leadership development. So this this idea of just personal development in general—it's not self-help or any of that—but we're talking about just this idea of of tackling things and chasing things, uh, not in, in you know striving in, at a soul level, but really just trying to improve on our craft. And and like you said, from a fitness standpoint, it, it definitely applies to leadership. But you know, when I hear you just talk there, are some things that come to you know my mind is this idea that we can't skip steps. And, and why do you feel like, why do you think we're so, you know, bent towards, we, we want it right now. We want, you know, we, we want to skip to the part where we've got the result. We've got, you know, where we wanted to go. We, we, we want to just flash forward and, and get to, to to the end outcome. Why do you think that is?
1: And I, I think it's twofold. I think one is we're just with modern society, the commercialization of just life in general, I think we're indoctrinated to the fact that you should be able to get what you want when you want it, like right now, instantly. So that just permeates into our being and we translate some consumer activity into everyday life. And we think, okay, well, I want to become this. If I want that and I'm really passionate about it and I, I say I'm gonna do it, then I want to become that thing right now. and we don't realize that not everything is transactional like that to where, oh, I have enough money, so I'm just going to buy this thing that I want now, this experience, this item, like some life activities, just they're they're stepwise and they require these step-by-step initiations to actually get to that point. And there's really no way in circumventing it. It's just the natural evolution of this thing. And I think we just lose sight of that because we are in this consumerism type of environment right now.
0: You know, I wonder even just how much the role of social media, and I'm certainly not going down a path of, of bashing social media. It is what it is. It's part of the world that we live in now, you know, but it, it can get difficult when you're, you're making progress, you're chipping away in the dark and in obscurity, you're doing the work privately and then you, you get into a scrolling and then you see people who are, even three steps ahead of you, four steps ahead of you. And and it can just be so discouraging. One thing I, I, you know, that has stood out to me when I get in conversations with leaders, you know, as they're getting in this idea of I want to start small is it can feel kind of embarrassing. Like it just, it feels like, ah, you know, I I would rather be, I'd rather begin a journey with kind of a, you know, a a guaranteed outcome or I'd rather start further on the journey than having to start all the way back here at this starting line. And, what, what kind of things would you say to, to leaders or you know individuals that are, are chasing development and, and they're facing kind of that kind of embarrassment and, and uh, just try, having to realize this is where I'm at in the journey and I'm going to start right here?
1: Yeah, I would say that is 110% natural. You're going to feel that because we view everything as linear. And I think as leaders, and, and we start talking about our personal development and we think about this transformational journey, we just automatically assume that this thing should be linear. That means I'm going to continue to march in this direction. And we, we view that as a straight line path, but really the paradigm shift that we're selling is no, it's actually longitudinal. So that means it's happening over a period of time, but we're not guaranteeing that this thing is going to be linear. You know, it could be this S curve. It could be this gnarly kind of funky twist. I take three steps, four, four steps back, completely change my direction here, but Over time, the transformation will happen because this is really an internal journey. And just as you get older, you're going to have more experience. The world is going to expect more of you, but you're going to get in these situations as you're growing to where you are, they're new to you. And it's hard to just reconcile with the fact that I'm a beginner in this new element, this new stage in life, but the world perceives me as an expert based on my experience in this domain. And I I want to put on, I want to project as an expert. So I'm not going to ask for help when I really need it. I'm not going to spend the time toiling on what we consider to be these basic activities because the perception is, Oh, if you're doing that, you're not really who we thought you were. And we're, we're trying to just tell people get over that, quit looking for other people to validate you as a leader and where you are in your transformational journey, because what you're doing right now is absolutely necessary, whatever that is.
0: What you're saying there brings my mind. There's an obscure passage of scripture in the old Testament, Zachariah 410 is the scripture uh, that I really think hits at What you're, you're describing here. And it's uh, you know, it says, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin and when i when i see that it, i think what we're seeing is ancient uh literature here uh that you know has is thousands of years old that's getting at this heart of what we're talking about that that we we have a wiring that we want to despise beginning like, i don't want to i want to be the expert i, I don't want to you know start at the at the very start of this transformational journey and, and so i think this idea that we have to remind ourselves like man the 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 victory in, in the early days of this is the, to get going is is to start is to to make a decision and say I'm not really going to be concerned with the outcome. I just want to get get rolling and, and start this journey. and And uh, so I think we you know we would ask leaders who are listening to this how willing are you to to start small? Like how willing is it if you can identify yourself? You know do you, do you feel like ah, I'm just I, I can't stomach it, or is this something that that you feel like uh, you know you're you have an appetite for? And the second thing I would ask is 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 your personal character development a good enough backup plan for if these outcomes don't pan out. And, um, you know, Marcus, I don't know if you have thoughts on on that, but it's just this idea that, like you said, it's an internal transformational journey we're, we're working with here, that the, the, the primary outcome is that we are developing and transforming into leaders that, that God wants us to be.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why I would come back to that fundamental question of when you find yourself in a situation where there's a little bit of resistance to just embrace that, that tiny little task that is in front of you. It's always good practice just to, to ask God, like, why, why do you have me here? Not in like an accusatory type thing, like, why do you have me here? But more like I'm coming open-minded and curious as a student of leadership and journey. Like I can appreciate that you're sovereign in this and I'm here for a very particular reason to be molded in a way that's going to be make, make me better suited for tomorrow. Mm. But I need, sometimes you have to appreciate when you can't see it just because you can't see the opportunity doesn't mean it's not there. And just because you feel like it's a small thing doesn't mean it's not a marvelous thing, this wonderful thing that God, you do need to open your eyes to. And sometimes the, the reason for this small thing that is insignificant is for you to be humbled to then ask for the ability to see the the magnificent in what seems irrelevant. And it's in that moment is when the transformation is really happening. And it's not has really nothing to do with the task itself and your ability to complete it successful, successfully or master it. It's really just the ability to for God to leverage that moment to just peel back a layer of you to reveal him. And I think that is what we're really trying to get at in all these, like you can't skip these steps because it's in those moments where you're going to evolve and it's going to make you better suited for the next that is going to be given to you when you're ready. I think that's another thing we can get into. It's like, it's not, this isn't just happen chance. Like I do this small task and then I'm on to the next. It's like, are you ready? If you really believe that these things are given to you over time, it's always going to be given to you when you're ready you know
0: that from you know Jesus talked about being faithful with with little and, and so i think you you're you're getting right at that if, if i'm hearing you correctly it's just this idea that you know things are going to develop in time and and you'll be entrusted with more in time the concern for us as emerging leaders should not be about when that's happening it should be about being faithful and present in the moment fully committed to to wherever god has us whatever he has us doing right now and, uh, you know, there's no doubt we have emerging leaders listening to this that, that that's a that's a tension point. And, and if it's a tension point for you as you're hearing this and you're saying like, oh, man, I'm really struggling with this area. You're in good company. Like th- this is a this is a, a battle internally. We all have that's a part of this transformational journey that we're on that, uh, you know, this community of listeners that. You know, we're we're encouraging each other to to, to stay the course and, and stay committed to these things and, and not despise starting small. So, Marcus, any other thoughts before we we wrap up?
1: You know, I think I can just share a, a real-time relevant personal story on this just at work and myself. You know, I came from a managerial background and have kind of been living in this director role for over about a year and a half and then Got asked to go into this new opportunity that was going to be similar. It's titled similar to the role I'm in, but the potential was much greater. But the immediate work was work that I had deemed lower than me, that Mm -hmm. I had graduated from. I didn't feel like it was necessary for me to have to do that work anymore because I'd already did it for several years and to be really good at it. And I thought, you know what, let's just get some let's get another layer in here. Let's let someone else do that. I'll collaborate with them, but I'm going to do these other things, and that just wasn't going to be the case. Like I was really forced into a situation where I was going to have to take on these duties along with some of the other things that I was going to want to do, and and just roll with it. And just it was such an eye-opening experience. Like I could only, as frustrated as I was in those day-to-day moments, I could only just say thank you, God, for forcing me to come in here because what it made me realize is I can't, I cannot. I won't be able to take this thing anywhere had I not did this because fundamentally like it's in these moments where I just better understood the business, better understood the people. And that is what makes us better leaders. It's not this ability to get real fancy with spreadsheets and strategy and data analysis. It's like being able to come in and galvanize a team and understand the fundamentals of your business and really be able to steward that in a way that's going to serve the business and the people you're trying to serve. And it's the small stuff that compounds over time that allows us to do that at the highest of levels. And I think we all just need to take a a moment to evaluate our situation and say, what are these things that I'm getting annoyed with that I would like to be past? and say, actually, what can I learn from it? What can I gain from it? What can God do with me now through these that's going to make me better suited for whatever's coming ahead of me?
0: Like you are an experienced leader, the ones who have experience, I'm finding they're more willing to to revert back to the the small stuff. They value the small stuff. It's the the inexperienced leader, the immature leader, that is like get this out of my face before you know the, as quick as I possibly can get it. I don't want to do these mm-hmm. things, and you know I think if you study leaders that are successful, they they understand and they come to the conclusion that you're describing here is that th- these things are. They, they may be annoying. They may be things that you can feel beyond, but it all came back to, as so I'm hearing you describe that, to how is it going to develop me? You, you were able to reframe what you were engaged with that you were frustrated with. You were able to reframe it to this is going to help me develop and be a better leader. And that's something that we all are, are, you know, are able to do if we press pause and evaluate and kind of work through some of these things. It's just this idea that, man, you can reframe this, redefine this, how is this going to help me develop? And and uh I think it's pretty amazing what you did there.
1: To bring this thing full we'll circle to take it back to the fitness realm where we started this conversation. And I know this is an analogy that you like to use when you talk about, you know, we can't skip steps, we have to crawl before we can walk and walk before we can run. So there's there's actually an interesting body of literature that shows that there's a certain set of pathologies that can creep up later in life for kids that skipped the, the crawling stage wow. and just went straight to walking. And, you know, you think as a parent, like, oh, man, this is great. Like, you know, we're walking there, but fundamentally when you're crawling, there's some reciprocal patterns that are being developed, mm. some core training that's happening, some things that are happening between the body and the brain that are setting you up to just be a, a well-established, more coordinating vertical being as you get there. And I think a lot of times what we what we fail to realize is like each step is necessary. The mastery of that step becomes actually more significant the further we get away mm. from that step. But you'll never appreciate it unless you've actually mastered that first thing. And then you say, Wow, I'm so thankful that I took the time to steward this well because I can feel it now. Mm. It's just like the reverberating wave that happens and then when it gets to the point to where it really needs to crest i'm like wow it's it's significant so i think we Mm. you can't you can't understate the importance of the small things it's not just rhetoric it's it's legitimate momentum that is built and functional in terms of your leadership trajectory
0: Mm. so good well, I'll tell you what, I've really enjoyed this conversation and, and it's sharpening me as, a, as you and I are talking. And, uh, and if you're listening to this and this is a new concept, maybe you, you just came across, you stumbled across the, the work Marcus and I are doing. Uh, everything that you just heard here is is we've outlined and, and have chapters and chapters of stories uh, around this idea of this principle of leaders who last, that they start small. And uh, I would encourage you to go online and, and uh, grab the, a copy of the book and We've got uh, hours of video content available to you in, in PDFs and workbooks, and and we're constantly trying to add value to, to your leadership development journey. Um, you know, The next episode we're going to dive into here will, will be a principle number two, which is that leaders who last, they, they just keep showing up. They, they stayed the course. And I know I'm excited to get into that one, Marcus, because I think there's some incredible stuff uh, that we can unpack there. And, and uh, as you're listening to this, Don't skip steps. Don't don't look too far ahead. How much are you spending looking ahead instead of just fully investing right where you're at? That's that's the message we're we're sending today. Uh, You know that that we we have to develop the ability to just stay fully present right where we're at in the step that God has has placed us in. And uh, look forward to chatting with you guys next time. And and, uh, as always, stay the course. Heard this beat in my dream.